0: Hey, you, dare to think. Y'all ready to get funky? Pizza's great, but it's not the gospel. Welcome to the campus of LCMSU, everyone. I am the Chancellor, Pastor Marcus Zill. Warning, the show might trigger you. You don't love the gospel.
1: who let
0: the campus pastor loose in the studio again? Zilly, zilly. I am tickled to death to have joining me in the student union, a new colleague of mine calling in all the way from Bedford, Massachusetts in the greater Boston area. It is the new... Director of Life Ministry for the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, my good friend Deaconess Tiffany Manor. How are you doing today, Tiffany?
1: I am doing very well.
0: Well, that is How are you? I am doing fantabulous, as I like to say. Ever since you came on board, it's like you came on board and COVID hit like right away. You weren't even installed until a couple of weeks ago. What has this experience been like for you the last couple, three months?
1: Yeah, it's certainly been strange, but... Everybody's living in strange circumstances right now, so I think I'm in good company. Um, you know, we are getting really used to, to Zoom. It's kind of fascinating to me that a couple of years ago we were struggling with using Zoom for meetings and things like that, but now it's like, oh, Not we're all opposed.
0: anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now the problem um, is that we, we we're kind of are getting to the point where we have Zoom fatigue.
1: Oh, yeah. That's that's definitely a thing. And You know, all our students are... Um, from using it through the, the semester, the spring semester, and then now those who are taking summer classes, even more Zoom in their lives. I think we all need a little more, a little more Zoom in our lives.
0: No, well, <clears throat> now fortunately we're not doing we're not doing Zoom. We are on the radio. Anyways, you know it's been kind of an atypical experience how you've come on board. You haven't really had a chance to get to know um, many of the colleagues of yours in St. Louis. In fact, you guys um, haven't even moved yet. Tell us about your family. This is just kind of a chance for us today to get to know you a little bit. I'm hoping over time that uh, we can have you on fairly semi-regularly or regularly, whatever those two definitions are. Um, You have an open invitation to always come on the radio with me if you'd like. Um, But uh, tell us about your family, your background, a little bit of that.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks for, for asking. So um, I'm married to Jonathan. We just celebrated 27 years. So we just had an um, anniversary a few weeks ago. We've got um, well, we're now counting as five kids uh, because my daughter got married a few months back. And uh, so we've got um, our three daughters and, and son that were you know part of our biological family and now um everybody's excited that we've got a new boy in the family and my my son finally has a brother after 23 years of, of wishing and praying for a brother daughter and her husband are having their first baby so i'm a grandma which is no. super super duper exciting yes yeah today they had an ultrasound picture and the baby um was already uh, showing personality and being a little bit stubborn so they didn't find out uh the baby's sex but um We'll we'll get to to meet my new grandbaby in November. Yeah, it's shy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: It, um, hey, why is there a camera in here? Don't I have some privacy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the like, you know, prodding. Hey, move around a little bit. The baby's waving, waving his or her arms. But you know, that was that was all the movement they got.
0: <laughs> wow, a grandma, and the only one I've had the privilege of meeting. I'm almost wondering if I, I, if I met. You before Marissa or Marissa before you, but I've known Marissa for at least seven or eight years. We've probably known each other longer than that, I suppose. But, um, but uh, really tickled, always wonderful to see uh, um, young people, former college students, people involved with LCMSU um, having kids. And uh, I, I keep telling people, because Marissa, they haven't been married that long. I, I keep telling people, th- if they'll listen, this generation is starting <laughs> to have kids a lot quicker than mm-hmm. our generation did, don't you think?
1: Well, I was a pretty young mom, so I mean, I think okay. generally yes, but, in, <laughs> but specifically for me, eh, but yes, I I agree and I love it. And then um, our our daughter's planning on having a a big family. She and her husband talk about lots of kids, so um, that's that's so fun for us to to watch through these days with them. And um, and, and yeah, uh even the what I served in, in campus ministry to to see mostly on social media and and some occasional text messages and things that the students uh, starting their families and and um, getting married it's it's really fun well
0: i mean i you know it used to be the whole thing was at least uh, in in terms of i we got married fairly young i i waited for my what i shouldn't say this she could be in the other room listening I, we waited for my wife to turn 20 uh before the wedding date just to make sure we didn't feel uncomfortable that she was still a teenager <laughs> she oh. was she just oh she was 20 <laughs> um But uh, so we got married fairly young, um, too, but I I am seeing this, you know, it used to be, hey, wait till you get out of college, get settled, they're able to buy a house and then start, you know, next thing you know, people aren't having kids until they're in their mid mid to to early 30s. And in my my experience lately, young people are like, hey, we're married. That's what married people do. They have families. So uh, yeah. And then when people go, well, why don't you want to wait until you have... Well, why would we wait until we have our act together? Um, my, Nobody really has their act together, <laughs> do they? Does everybody have all their finances and ducks in a row? No. So why let that be an issue? God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. Why not start now? And yeah. so it's actually... I'm telling you, it's a thing. And it's actually relatively refreshing given the the opposite direction and what it could mean and uh, so i see uh i as we you know you and i have talked before and i mentioned on the radio all the time young people get this life issue why should it be a surprise to us if they want to uh, add to to the life among us um even quicker than than typically before so it shouldn't really be a surprise now No, mentioned...
1: I think it's fantastic and something to be thankful
0: to God for. Oh, absolutely. Now, when I came on, everybody asked us five, six years ago, and everybody asked me, so why do you care about campus ministry? Why should we care about campus ministry? And I want to ask you why you care so much about life ministry. But first, I want to ask you the question that they asked me, because you have quite, quite a background in terms of uh, campus ministry, in terms of what you've done Uh, professionally, but also going back to your days in college. Give us a little bit of background about your experience in campus ministry.
1: Oh yeah, I love campus ministry and have a heart for it, but I I came into the LCMS church through campus ministry. I uh, didn't spend a lot of time in the church growing up. I I, uh, remember being baptized as a a young child and occasionally would would go to some uh, things like vacation Bible school, but it it was really during my college years that Friends invited me to some various campus ministries, and um, and I was invited to an LCMS campus ministry, College Hill Lutheran Church in uh, Cedar Falls, Iowa, University of Northern Iowa.
0: Go so Panthers. Panthers! Yes. Go Panthers! Yes. Yeah. Purple and gold. So, yep, purple and gold. Good,
1: good memory
0: there. I, hate I don't have. I have a pretty good memory of these things, but there's enough fanatics around there. I'm talking about you, Tim Gamble, that if I don't say go Panthers, in fact, you know what? Just be, earlier today, I was drinking a glass of ice water out of a UNI Panther um, uh, glass that um, those ah. folks had given me. So I've, I've been well-stocked by UNI people over the years. <laughs> oh, that, that's
1: great. I don't get back there very often because we've not lived in Iowa for quite a while, um, and it's it's you know, a distance from the places we've lived. Sure. um, Really special memories in my heart and, and, you know, really a place where my faith was was formed by the pastor there, who at the time was um, Pastor Steve Eggers. Mm. So he just um, walked with me as I had so many questions, met with me one-on-one, walked me through the catechism and instruction in the faith, and I uh, confirmed my faith as an adult at at College of Lutheran. Wow. So uh, that was My my first involvement with campus ministry, and and then in my um, internship as a a deaconess in Illinois, um, I was a a distance student at the um, Fort Wayne Seminary, uh, first class of of deaconess students that were uh, being formed at a distance, kind of a combination of online classes and in-person intensives. And I served in uh, campus ministry at Wittenberg Lutheran Center in Normal, Illinois, that serves a number of, of campuses, actually, Illinois State's the largest one, but sure. Illinois Wesleyan and Heartland College, and, um, and Lincoln College was, was nearby, too. So I got to serve there um, for my part of my internship, and my, my deaconess commissioning was at Wittenberg Lutheran Center, and, and I, I served um, in my, my early couple of years as a deaconess. So uh, the students were <laughs> uh, so fantastic. They helped, they helped form me into the deaconess that I am today, uh, and I learned so much from from pastor bill jensen there so it was uh you yeah, know fantastic fantastic memories and, and
0: still people i love dearly and be in touch with sure and then when you were out in the new england district well you're still out there <laughs> uh in the <laughs> new england district uh while this uh covid mess and transition time is still ongoing but the uh, um i remember you you I, you were you the new england district was the very first district that invited me early on to come in and, and you know, hey, do something for those that are interested in campus ministry. And that was a large uh, large part because of you. And so uh, yeah. it's it's amazing to me going all the way back to here you are, you know, someone that really is relatively unchurched, though not completely unchurched, but it really wasn't formative in your life. And somebody just asked you, hey, you want to come with us to, or come with me to, my campus ministry for such and such an event and hear that that kind of started a a string of things it's it's amazing all the things that have happened not just in terms of your involvement with campus ministry um uh you became a deaconess you ended up becoming a servant here somebody was just reaching out to you to be a friend and a neighbor and now you not only wanted to serve the church but now here you are Getting ready to, um, you know, having having taken on this new position as the life ministry director of the synod, and kudos to um, whoever that gal or young gal or maybe it was a guy—I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cute guy. That probably helped. Me, you know. Even more but, affirmed. Twenty-seven years later. Yes, but
0: whoever <laughs> invited you—I mean, it's amazing how that works. Is that just that just is astounding to me? Yeah.
1: Well, you know what astounds me, actually, and this is um, a, a topic for another day probably, but um, the number of church workers that are produced out of our campus ministries, because um, actually at one point in time in my service, um, my husband and myself and the D.C. at our church had all come out of the exact same campus ministry over you know different periods of time. We were, sure. we were a little bit older, he was a little bit younger, uh, but yeah, our campus ministries are... Um, are fantastic places where where uh, students discover, hey, I, I think I want to serve the church professionally, and go on to seminary or colloquy programs, um, get master's degrees at Concordia's.
0: So, well, you know what's a, it's really amaz- It's amazing to me though that with your story, I mean, we usually think about that in terms of young people that grew up in the church that were lifelong Lutherans and they go off they get confirmed they finish high school they go off to college and then maybe they start thinking about wanting. but you actually were formed in your faith in many ways through that experience it was that much more formative um uh-huh. for you so um uh, so anyways and you have always been uh I know you've come to one or two of our LCMSU conferences, and uh, anyways, you've always been a um, a wonderful advocate, and I'm so tickled to have you as a colleague. And so everybody out there, let her let uh, let the good deaconess get her bearings a little bit here in the midst of all this craziness, but she is going to be a wonderful wonderful advocate for life. And speaking of which, um. Tell us a little bit about your passion for, for life ministry. This is an exciting new position and it's maybe getting a little defined somewhat differently in terms of recent events, but tell us why you think this is such an important thing going forward.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I've hinted at the, um, the fact that I I was formed and, and changed through um, God's Word, the Holy Spirit working and, and the um, people that have witnessed to me. Um, but, but I think I see because of of, of my experiences and the the change that that I can recognize that I experienced as a young adult, um, the uh, difference between our world um, and how we talk about life or or fail to talk about life at times outside the the church um, and and what the truth is, what God's Word tells us, um, the truth is as far as how He has um, created people and given value to their life and, and formed the family very specifically. God's designed the family uh, to, to nurture life and to nurture people and, and serve them and care for them. And we are so, so far off from that. Our world just drifted from the truth. And, and, and I'll just you know, call it out and say we're, you know, we're being deceived um, mm. in our society today. Sure. And honestly, I, I think Satan's pretty happy about that. That uh, people are buying into the lie that began decades, you know, even generations ago. So it's it's important to me uh, that we stand up and, and we speak to God as the Creator and Author of life, and it's it's He who gives value to life. Our world, our world needs a truth that we can uh, profess and, and witness to that that they're missing. So that's why it's important to me because I didn't always know that truth and. It took a lot of years and many LCMS Lutherans pointing me to Christ, sharing God's Word, and the Holy Spirit transforming my heart. So I know, you know, God changed me, and His truth will change other people as
0: well. No, oh, absolutely, and uh, of course, when we think about life issues, um, we almost always think about abortion, uh, maybe euthanasia, but it's really a lot deeper than that. And this whole. <sighs> COVID-19 pandemic, whatever whatever we call it, um, as well as just some of the the, the unrest and uh, societal issues that we're facing in terms of um, racial injustice and some of these types of things. Um, this is kind of an ever-expanding uh, field, is it not? I mean, really, I mean, what part of our lives aren't touched by a need for supporting supporting life in all of its various forms? It's not just it is about about supporting those who can't speak up for themselves. Um, But do you see this kind of uh, morphing a little bit and maybe expanding in terms of the arenas of where this takes us in terms of life ministry?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I keep saying that, you know, we're taking a really broad look at life here. It's, um, the the, the current pandemic has really highlighted the stark contrast between the the love and the compassion that the entire world is showing for some lives, but not for others. Hmm. So, uh, there's a lot of folks out there, governments, media, many people are, are are professing that we must protect the vulnerable and have upended our society to do so, but yet there's others that are excluded from being protected. Um, whether it's vulnerable children residing in their mother's wombs, uh, people with with disabilities, uh, people who are um, in difficult places in their lives and they don't wish to live anymore, and they're they're. Um, wanting to, to make decisions about um, the end of their life rather than, than hmm. recognizing God as um, one who has numbered their days. So right. uh, you know, everyone on the planet is thinking about life issues right now. That, that may be a bit of an overstatement, um, but I'm, I'm going to roll with it. No, that. it is. We're, um, af-
0: we're <laughs> afraid for our lives, you know, in terms yeah. of, you know, we're wearing masks, we're social distancing we're doing all these things everything to protect life and then at the same time with uh you know just the hashtags with black lives matter and whatnot just the, the, the very word life is in front and central and you can't you can't miss it it's unavoidable and so everything seems to be focused on on life and our lives in general in terms of just uh you know everyday life has changed so uh yeah i, th- I think it's well on the mind of everyone one way or the other
1: yeah, and in some ways, um, there's a lot of things that, that are discouraging right now, and we, we've even had some some rough news with some legal cases in, in recent days. But because so many people are focused on life right now, and it's giving us a, a tremendous opportunity to speak to what we believe um, about life and, and what God's Word is tells us the truth is about life, I actually have some a, a sense of um, optimism and hope that uh, – all of those ways that we're, we're committing to um, caring for people and loving our neighbors and, and, and sure. sharing um, what we believe and sharing God's word, that we can make a difference. Um, Lutherans are great at expressing mercy, and that's really what um, people who are grappling, grappling with life issues need. They, they need um, tangible expressions of mercy.
0: You know one of the things that i've I've been thinking a lot, one of our other colleagues, our, our worship chaplain, Sean Danzer had 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 been putting it in the context of life issues in terms of speaking about our common humanity. And I've been just tossing around that in my mind. I mean, if you know so often we think about life, you know when when sometimes language language, of course, always matters, but in uh, in reality, we have something to say about the common humanity. To Christians and and unbelievers alike, people from all sorts of walks of life, um, that there is a common humanity, and we're we're kind of seeing in in many ways the destruction of that common humanity that we have, and the need for us to uh, for a society to to support um, the humanity in all of us. So, uh, anyways, um, hey, you know, one of the things that's awesome, and you you have have always. have always wanted to do this and as I've mentioned before you've demonstrated a a deep desire and love for for college students and campus ministry Um, any ways that you think have you thought around Tost I want to put you on the spot so early on in in your tenure (laughs) Um, (laughs) but But uh, of of ways that you think college students can really um, can really uh, contribute in terms of this, obviously they care very much about this issue. If you, if anybody's out there, if you ever go to a a life march, I've gone to I think five of them now, um, two in San Francisco, three in D.C., and a smattering of others. They're just populated and littered with not littered that's not a good word with with young people. I'd say seventy percent of everybody I've ever seen at a, at a major life marches under the age of 30. It's very much an issue that young people young people get and those of us in LCMS land care very, very much too and uh, all the students and those that are listening and those are not. Any thoughts that you have about ways that we can collaborate going forward?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I love how engaged um, college students are on, on life issues right now. Uh, you've probably seen the, the signs and, or um, seen the hashtags, I mean, the pro-life generation. And that is so true, and it it's so energizing um, to all the, those of us who might be a little bit old, a little bit tired. You know, I'm a grandma now. So, um,
0: hey, you're a fairly young cool? grandma, though. You, you...
1: <laughs> I, I'm a young grandma, but um, I'm, I'm, I'll lean into to that. That um, the 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 breath that the the energy and the passion that college students have for, for life issues now invigorates me, and um, so. I think that collaboration is is going to be a r- ripe for opportunity. We have fantastic RSOs, recognized service organizations mm-hmm. in the LCMS. Um, a number of them who uh, have some some fantastic resources and some um, ways of, of of training and talking about life that I think would be great to. Uh, share with our college students um, everything from the, the vocation of citizen in our society and how how is it that we live in um, what we sometimes will, will refer to as the left-hand kingdom mm-hmm. or um, the, the you know, secular world? How, how do we uh, confess our, our faith and, and um, express what we know to be true um, in the voting booth and as we um, engage with our elected officials and um, Influence, ask them to to take our um, confession of, of faith into consideration and not bind our consciences when they're creating policy. Um, so there's there's things like like that that we can talk about, um, and there's other resources that, that we can look at um, providing as as college students um, have needs. So I'm I'm really interested in listening and and learning what's desired and what's needed. I love to hear from LCMSU chapters. Uh, what they're they're seeing on their campuses and what they might need out of life ministry, um, kind of putting out. Now's the uh, time, the everybody!
0: You got somebody new on board trying to figure it all out, so
1: yeah, it's a perfect time for new ideas. I know. I keep I keep throwing out like you know, be in touch with me. We're we're setting up um, an email address that should be active pretty soon. Just uh, life ministry at lcms.org. So uh, that's where I, I would love to start with just uh, listening and and learning to hear what the thoughts and dreams are of others. Because I also always say, we've got um, hundreds of thousands of LCMS Lutherans serving in life ministry. It's not it's not just me. Um, it's not just our uh, few dozen uh, really passionate life um, uh, people in in the office of national mission. But hundreds of thousands of LCMS members out there and that includes our students
0: and our campus ministries awesome well tiffany great to have you on board glad to call you not only a colleague but also a friend and uh now i get to call you grandma manor and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm
1: going by Grammy
0: Grammy so. Grammy okay
1: Grammy, yep. <laughs> well
0: God bless you uh during the the various times of transition and uh you're continually getting familiar with your position thank you for all you do to support life and for your mutual interest and camaraderie in terms of campus ministry wish you nothing but the best take
1: care thanks so much Marcus it's a great talking
0: Well, that's all we have time for here today in the student union check out the archives of this program at kfu.org learn more about lcmsu at lcmsu.org and remember college is tough you need jesus we will help